Today's episode is brought to you by the Buick Tour X. The holidays are coming up. If you're lucky, that means some time away from the office for a vacation. Magical word. My favorite word. And to get to that vacation, it probably means you're going to have to spend some time slash a lot of time in a car. So you might as well be happy with the car that you are in. So we're going to tell you about the Buick Torex because it works for whatever type of adventure you're taking. Whether you're headed somewhere warm and sunny and you need a mood roof. Or if you're headed skiing and you need a car that can carry a ton of gear. By the way, one of us can fit into the back and you can take us with you. Or if you're going nowhere and you just need a place to hide from your relatives and listen to great podcasts like this one. So the Buick Tour X is great for really any kind of holiday adventure. And speaking of the podcast that you can listen to, let's get into ours. It sucks to hear to, when things don't go well. So like in those moments, like do you fight a reaction or what is like what used to be your instinct that you now have gotten past? My instinct used to be to explain all the reasons why I needed the person to understand why I did what I did. Now my reaction is to shut up say thank you I need to think about that is there anything else you want me to know just shut up and say thank you I'm Danielle Weisberg and I am Carly Zakin and we are the co-founders of The Skim you're listening to our podcast Skimmed from the Couch where we talk to other female entrepreneurs about what it takes to get to the top and then what it's like along the way We're talking bad advice, the really low days, management mistakes, everything that goes into the real stuff. No BS. We started the skin from a couch, so what better place to talk it out than where it all began? We are on a couch right now. Our guest this week is Alexa Von Tobel. She's the founder and CEO of LearnVest, the company she started to make financial resources more accessible to everyone. Thank you. Alexa started the company after graduating from college and realizing that years of education had left her without the tools to confidently manage her own finances. So she wrote a business plan and took it to Harvard Business School in 2008. But after just a semester, she decided to drop out of Harvard and get started on her own at just 25 years old. And in 2015, LearnVest was acquired by Northwestern Mutual. Also in 2015, Alexa had her first child. Very, very big year. And today, Alexa has responsibilities at Northwestern Mutual, but she's still the founder and CEO of LearnVest. Alexa, Welcome to the couch. Hi, guys. So fun to hang out with you. This is funny because we talk to you all the time and I feel so formal right now. I know. Uh, So we should start with a full disclosure that we really didn't need any prep on Alexa because she is our go-to source for everything. I think Alexa knows more about us than anyone in the world. Um, We've had a lot of people on here that we've said, you know, our mentors and 911 calls, but I would say Alexa uh, has the, um, I don't know if it's a good position, but you are the number one 911 call for me. Uh, You're on my speed dial. Um, So very excited to share your story and talk through your career advice. So let's go back to as much of the beginning as you want to go back to, which is how did you start LearnVest? How did this idea come to be? So um, as we all have so many amazing entrepreneurs always ask, you know, how do you get started? What do you do? Um, Honestly, it was really simple. I had this burning idea for LearnVest, which stood for learn, earn, invest, the three pillars, money, you have to learn it, you have to earn it, and you have to be able to take care of it and invest it. Um, And I remember just saying to myself, if I'm sitting here with no kids, no mortgage, literally no responsibilities at 23, 24, um, 
and I don't know what to do with my money and you know I got a great education what does America how does America feel when you have kids and you have responsibilities and I was so stressed out about the basics credit cards 401ks and so it started with an idea that then became so infectious that one day I woke up and said if I don't do this I'll regret it for the rest of my life and I always say little nine-year-old Alexa sits on my shoulder and if you ask 90-year-olds what they regret in life they always regret the things they didn't do it's not the things that they did so that's like free free license everybody kiss kiss the boy you know stay out too late I uh, quit the job you don't regret those things you regret the things you don't do that um, really are a burning passion and so once it became clear learn best was a burning passion I wrote the 75 page business plan and then it was just about figuring out how to how to literally have no salary and get going can we take a pause how did you even know how to write a business plan I didn't I, I, I actually just like wrote down all my thoughts so it was like what is marketing for this company what's the branding of this new company what's it gonna feel like Google existed so I could like screenshot things and you know it was really early but I, I I just wrote down everything that I could think about for this company what I thought the challenges of the company would be who the people I thought I needed to hire and what's crazy is nobody read it it was a 75 page business plan in nowhere <laughs> because it was just for me um, but it helped me a lot as I got, you know, as you both know, running a business, often you have to make really big decisions with like days of time to think about it. And in those moments, actually, I had contemplated some of those biggest questions in the business plan. So I at least had some deep thought and structure into how to how to tackle those, you know, stressful questions. So many of our skin ambassadors and the women that we meet just along the way in growing this company all really go through the idea of weighing getting another level in education. So the idea of going to business school, the idea of bringing your business idea to Harvard, like why did you do that? And how do you think through that decision today? So I was you know, one of the um, guinea pigs who got into HBS um, when I was a senior in college there. And so I deferred. I was 21 and I was like I don't want to go to business school when I'm 21 because everyone's going to be 27 and 28 and at a totally different life stage and I will have literally done nothing <laughs> like I won't even know you know how to how to have had a job um, and so I thought I made sense to defer and you know I, I got really good advice from a lot of people they and I don't know if it I, I, maybe it still, does still really stand um, but I had a lot of mentors that were in their 60s as women and they said to me I said do I go back to business school and they said you know what I wish it weren't true, but I think as a woman, having a second degree really helps still. And for me, you know, I went I went for a semester. It officially got to be put on my resume forever. Um, and, and then for me, the economy fell apart. Lehman Brothers went under. And I said to myself, I don't think I could find a better time than the worst recession in 81 years to go start a company that's about empowering America's wallets. And is that – that sounds like a very easy decision. But what was it like actually deciding to drop out? It was, it was brutal. So you have to remember, you know, literally as the economy is crashing, every news channel is like going bananas mm -hmm. about like the world is over. We worked it, at those news channels. Yep. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, it was going bananas. It was like the world is over. You know, how bad will this get? Is it getting worse? Madoff was, you know, stealing money from people. People were truly in hysteria. I had friends left, right, and center getting laid off from jobs. And there I was with this like perfectly clear plan of being at you know business school where you have like incredible learning and great professors and 80s parties and a really clear path to what I was going to do for a year and a half. And then you had all the companies show up to recruit you to get jobs. And I was like, am I really going to go take this perfectly clear path, 
crinkle it up and just toss it to go move to New York by myself where I did not have an apartment. I had no place to live. I still had signed a one-year lease on my, my, you know, my, my business school and I was going to have no salary. And luckily I had an, a financial plan. I had put together my own basic financial plan and I had nine months of savings before I would have to like call my mom. And I just said, I have nine months until I turn into a pumpkin. And I took a year of, you know, a leave of absence, which I could always come back the following year. And so I was like, I have nine months to figure this out. So was it easy? No, I actually cried as I walked into the admissions office. And I just said, I'm dropping out. Please don't change my mind. And then I walked out. Like it was oh, my just gosh. Because I was afraid that they were going to convince me. And I was just like, I have to do this. I'm going to regret it forever. And then I also cried as I flew to New York because I said to myself, what did I just do? And then it was fine. It was behind me. Like, in my head, I was like, well, that was rock so, bottom. <laughs> well, why New York, especially at the yeah. height of the recession? Yeah. Like, what what was going through your head? New York is the media capital of the world. It's the finance capital of the world. It's the fashion capital of the world. You know, it is for so many different industries. And for me, it was like I'm, I'm creating a fintech startup, which before fintech existed – I was like, it has to be in New York. I also knew people in New York that I could work with and hire, and it just it was it was akin to me. And I had a lot of people ask me early. Keep in mind, this was December eighteenth of two thousand eight, so there was, you know, one angel fund, not four hundred. There were no Y combinators, no tech stars. There were no incubators. There was no general assembly. And it literally was like me at a Starbucks. I interviewed um, this amazing woman who I still, you know, I've worked with on so many things, Andy Shapiro, who came up from Princeton at a Starbucks and convinced her. I sent her a formal offer letter that I remember making up, (laughs) and she showed it to me the other day, and I was crying. It was just like, welcome to the company. (laughs) And, like, it was me on, like, literally my boyfriend, now husband's couch, like, making this shit up. So I think that just the key takeaway for people is, there's a little voice in all of us that's telling you exactly what you need to do, and you know it. And it sucks sometimes because it's telling you these things that, like, you have to be brave for or really courageous or, like, swim against the tide. And I honestly believe it's about listening to that voice and then having enough guts and courage to really make the hard calls. Have you always been – like, you are one of the most intense, driven people I've ever met. Have you always been this way? I'm not sure. Uh, like, obviously, you know, I, I mean, I think when I was little, I always have had a lot of energy – I've like always wanted to do big things and change the world and I grew up in a family of doctors where everybody like went to work every day to help other people and so I think I just that's kind of embedded in my brothers are both doctors my parents and I think so for me it was like you need to make the world a better place you need to help other people that was kind of just like par for the course the fact that I wasn't a doctor was like they always joke that I'm like the least educated (laughs) which I am um so it's a fair point you did pretty okay um but I think I think I've just I love work um, and I've kind of just come to embrace it at my current age of 34 which is that I like to I like to work I like to help people I like to I like to learn I like to be curious and for me like a hobby is like learning a new thing on the weekend or building something or and that's fun and I finally just owned it rather than being mm-hmm. like oh like maybe I should go and like do a long craft like I'm like <laughs> I just I like this and so that's okay. Do you, because when you talk about learning things, I'm fascinated, like part of what you said, the inspiration of starting LearnVest was you saw your own information gap in an area that was really hard to understand and didn't need to be that hard to understand. So walk us through, like, how did you then switch? Because I think of you as an expert in finance. So how did you become the expert and what was that transition like? So I I did. And I think that was part of it for me was I, 
I was like, well, I have a gap and I don't know who to ask questions to. And so then I forced myself to learn everything. I literally took every financial planning test from my CFP certified financial planning exam, my series 65, which is another financial planning exam. The CFP takes three years. It's a to study for it's a 10 hour two day test with like a less than 30 percent passion it's actually the hardest test i've ever taken um we're both good yeah and yeah it's really (laughs) to be honest like it's brutal and then i forced myself to write a book um my first book financially fearless which was a bestseller i forced myself to become an expert and so thorough and now i'm a cfp so i have to go to school um every year you have a very high fiduciary standard you have to continue to learn as like rules change and so for me when i care about something I was just like, I need to become an expert. And I ended up realizing that like financial planning is not that complicated. It's just, it feels really intimidating like a lot of things in life are. And then once you begin to like dissect it and learn it, which is also one of the reasons why I love the skim. Like you take things that people are nervous. What's happening in you know the Middle East or what's happening with these big, very complicated political dynamics and you make them simple. And I think that's essentially what I have always done for money and your wallet, which is how do I help you make it simple so you actually do the things you need to do. Let's take a quick break. We talked earlier about how we needed a winter vacation, and we do. Because we're very pale. But also, our social media feeds are filled with pictures of snow-covered cabins in the woods, and honestly, it just looks very cozy, and I'd like to be cozy. But in reality, it's not always easy to get there, those places where you take good pictures. Because it's remote. Driving up a snow-covered mountain can be dangerous. depends on what you're driving. So that is why we are all about the Buick Torx. It is a very intelligent all-wheel drive, and at the Skim, we love all things intelligent, so you will feel safe driving in any weather conditions. The Torx also has roof rails and crossbars to carry all of your cold weather gear, which is nice because I don't like carrying things. If you're more adventurous than us, that could be anything from skis to camping gear. And we'll just say that Danielle probably does not have camping gear. (laughs) No, and I'm not great on skis, but I do appreciate the hands-free power trunk to make it easier to pack everything in. Honestly, try the Torex. It is perfect for you and wherever you are going. Now let's get back to the show. So I want to talk to you about something that we talk about offline a lot, which is management. You've said that being your own boss is like getting punched in the face every day. <laughs> Truer words have never been spoken, right? 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 <laughs> talk to us about what you mean by that, Alexa. I just think um, – so first, I'll start by saying um, I remember this like early dichotomy with my family where they would be like, but Alexa, you're the boss. So just like make the schedule work or like make it so that you can get there. And I like laughed. I was like, you think I run the company? The company runs me, which like great CEOs probably would tell you that that shouldn't be the way it works. But the truth is, is like the company is this being that you love so much that you're you are available 24 hours a day to do whatever needs to be done to make it work perfectly. Anyways, for all the people out there who think when you're the boss that you like get to sit on beaches, it's actually quite quite the opposite. And then the second thing really is, you know, I started LearnVest literally May of 2007. I was 23. I dropped out of business school in 25. And from the years I was really running it and scaling it to hundreds of employees, or it was between 25 and 31. And we got acquired right, right then. And I will say that you would just have these self-induced bipolars, what one of my best friends, uh, Lucy from Paperless, says. She was just like, you would literally go from a moment where it would be like this amazing thing would happen, a business deal would close, someone would call, you would get an amazing award, a great press write-up, customers would write in thrilled. 
And then 10 seconds later, just like the exact opposite would happen and you quickly learn to become calm. You're like, yep, next, literally next. We can get through that. We can get through. And you quickly realize that the organism of the company is so much more resilient. But you're still the founder who loves in the same way that if like my child falls down or gets a boo-boo or has a bad day at school, like it breaks my heart. The same thing would break my heart for the company because you just care so much. You end up just building this resiliency. And I'll say, you know, in my future, I will definitely do more things, build more companies, advise more founders. It's the most fun thing. And what's really fun for me now is to be able to say to people when bad things happen, you're good. I promise. Go to sleep. We have heard that a lot. It's like that should be like a repeat in my room. Um, I feel like Alexa, both like the speaker and Alexa, you like have put me to bed many times. (laughs) Um, What's been the hardest lesson you've had to learn along the way? It's always about personal growth. And it's it's always just brutal because you just feel inadequate. But the company can only scale as quickly as the founders can scale their skill sets. And for me, there were a lot of times where it was so obvious to me that like we weren't getting to X because I needed to let go or back up or hire the talent because I didn't have it. And so I've said this many times, but one thing I was great at is hiring really talented people that were definitely smarter than me and building trust with them to then say, tell me what I'm messing up and it's okay if I am. And on, on the flip side, just trusting them when they had great ideas to say, go run with it. So I learned to not micromanage. I learned in strategy crisis to trust my judgment, but also to make sure I was letting other people in there to like really push my own thinking. And I would just say that, you know, I, I hired my own executive coach. I think I was 26 or 27. It seemed crazy. It was $5,000 a month. And I remember being like, this is more than my apartment and the cost of the office. So I'm a lot of real estate in my brain <laughs> right now. But, you know, brought somebody on for um, a few months and it was just game changing. It was just like, stop doing these things and do more of these. You're really good at this. You're not great at this. And it really changed the company. And I, I, by the way, right now I have two executive coaches that cost way more than $5,000 a what do you, month. Why do you have two? Um, Northwestern Mutual hired oh. me two coaches that are the CEO's coaches. And literally they are phenomenal. And they are, they've dissected me. I think I've had so many more tests taken on who I am and mm-hmm. what makes me tick. That self-awareness is a gift. And I think the, the last thing I'll just say for anybody in any career, all shapes and sizes, Feedback is a gift. Very few people want to tell you the really hard things. And you'll learn that even your mm-hmm. best friends, even your family won't always tell you the really hard thing you need to hear. And so embrace those people because, one, they're actually giving you a favor and lean into it even if it hurts. It, it always hurts. So you, like, I'm, like, listening. I'm, like, nodding. I'm, like, you're right. You're right. You're totally right. Got to do more of that. But at the end of the day, like, it sucks to hear they're feedback bad or, it's, or it sucks to hear to, when things don't go well so like in those moments like do you fight a reaction or what is like what used to be your instinct that you now have gotten past my instinct used to be to explain all the reasons why I needed the person to understand why I did what it did now my reaction is to shut up say thank you I need to think about that is there anything else you want me to know just mm-hmm. shut up and say thank you I'm really grateful and then sometimes it means like it takes two or three days for it to like really sink in and you can have a follow-up conversation. 
But to say thank you, to not be defensive, to actually lean into your like adversaries. In you know now I'm in a big company right mm-hmm. where there's lots of different opinions and to really seek out all those different opinions. They totally do change your own thinking. They make you better. They make you more well-rounded. How do you seek out those opinions? Because it's one thing to get it from a coach, but as you said, it's really hard to get people that aren't hired specifically to give you feedback to do it. Just ask for feedback. It is such a powerful thing to just say to people, "Hey, how am I doing?" What can I be doing better? Please send me an email. I'd love just three things. It's the most empowering question you can ask people because they'll turn around and be like, you care. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing I do a lot now is because like early it was like, Alexa, are you a good listener? And I learned I'm a really strategic listener. So I like, I listen, listen, listen. We can attest to that. (laughs) I get to to the the studs quickly at the end of meetings now to be like, is there anything else you want to make sure I really heard you on? And I'll just ask the question and give people more time. So actually I was going to ask you that because – I want to describe what a, a working session with Alexa is like. We will come in, and Danielle and I have been told we are both intense. We have a lot of <laughs> ambition and a lot of drive, and like sometimes, and like a lot of ideas. We both leave a meeting with Alexa and are both silent and are like, "Wow." She is really smart. <laughs> the and meeting always starts, at least recently, with you're at a three and I need you at a ten. Yeah. And <laughs> I need you to get on my level. Yeah. And she, you no. just need to buckle down and are you at a ten? No. It first goes I'm, I'm tracking. tracking I'm tracking. Way. You're like, I'm tracking you. Keep going. Keep going. I, I totally am listening. I'm totally following you. I'm going to need you to do that. No, I'm going to need you to completely forget everything you just said and listen to me exactly <laughs> do this. And we're both just taking notes like furiously. And what I find amazing about it is you very quickly get to a strategy. You very quickly get to an opinion that I usually believe in. How do you balance that quick thinking, that trust in your own thoughts with an exec team that you're saying that like you really trust and you learn how to let go? So first of all, just it's really important that like the people that are around you, that you have good relationships with, that you trust like their brains and trust their instincts. And often that means that they have way more experience than me. Um, and, and then truly just saying, here's what I see. Um, actually, this great woman who I worked with named Ainsley Simmons used to say, here's my bad idea make it better and it was just perfect because I I literally Ainsley it was all you I would just say out loud here's my bad idea make it better and what I would quickly realize is so I would take my best idea and say here's here it is Mm -hmm. edit like go make and it would always get you know 25 50 percent better and so I think one is I would just throw it to the room and invite people to kind of rip things up Um, and keep in mind this applied through building the company, selling the company, living through a four-month acquisition, which was brutal. Then post-acquisition, all of the strategy after that, helping transform a massive company, Northwestern Mutual, which is a Fortune 50 company. And now a third of the LearnVest team is on the management team. So literally a third oh, wow. of a you know, company that does you know almost $35 billion in revenue, a third of our team is now on that team. And so it's been through all shapes and sizes, all different levels of scale, and I still say those basic tools of trusting other people to give you better insights quickly and also just knowing that maybe sometimes I have a great idea and sometimes I could be totally missing something. And so my best mentor used to say we would finish a problem and right before we could walk out of the room, he would say flip it upside down. What if you did the exact opposite? Rarely the you know, answer is do the exact opposite. But by thinking about what if we literally did the opposite and just like stretching your thinking, you end up finding like one slightly improved strategy that makes that approach that you're about to go forward with better. So I have a confession. I 
never take vitamins, but I always lie to my doctor and say that I do. I have a confession. The only time I've consistently taken vitamins has been when they've been the chewy kind. Well, our team has convinced me that there is a way to to end our lies about vitamins. <laughs> it's time to change our ways. You can take care of's easy online quiz and get the vitamins you need to get back on track and reach your health goals. Because I don't know if you knew this, but 90% of people fall short of FDA recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. So take the quiz. It asks you all about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle choices. It takes literally about five minutes to find out what vitamins and supplements you actually need. The best part is you get the vitamins delivered right to your door in these very cute, personalized, easy to remember daily packs, which are perfect for an on-the-go lifestyle that you all have. And you can feel good about every purchase because a portion of every sale goes toward the Good Plus Foundation. That's a foundation that provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins. So get care of vitamins today and our gift for you. For 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter SKIM. Again, that is visit TakeCareOf.com and enter SKIM, S-K-I-M-M. So the acquisition went right around the same time you had your first child. <laughs> and I, re- I remember <laughs> I mean, talking to you. We your podcast. Right yeah. <laughs> How did you get through that? Um, so kind of for the facts, uh, we got acquired on March 25th of 2015, and I went into labor on um, March 30th. So... I was nine, literally actually nine months pregnant, which you don't plan things in your, I mean, first of all, you know, when you have a child, it's like a nine month strategy. Hopefully you're on your due date, but I was early and the acquisition I did not plan for. The CEO of Northwestern Mutual came and saw me on the day before Thanksgiving and said, hey, I think we should figure out a way if we could merge our companies, which was both one of the most nerve wracking and biggest, like, you know, flattering meetings of my life. That week was hell. You know, all my best friends and family and everyone's like, that couldn't have been better planned. Wow, <laughs> soldier company had a baby. It's the exact opposite. It was like, it was like my brain was being stretched at the most maximum capacity it can because you're going through your final diligence documents, all the things that can go wrong. I was also going through the emotional decision of you know I had a really big responsibility to my board, which is get us all of our options, put them all together. The board had to vote, and then I. I took my job very, very seriously, which is after I did my job to the board and the shareholders of the company, I as a CEO got to make my decision of what I personally wanted to do. So I kept kept punting, like, how do I feel about this? I was like, my job is different. It's not like to navigate based on how I feel. It's like I, I have to get the option to sell the company. And it was many hundreds of millions of dollars. It was a phenomenal exit. It was a, it was a big, you know, exciting moment for any entrepreneur. But... That was a Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. I'll never forget it. I have a video of me sitting literally in like the dress I launched Learn Best at TechCrunch 50. Same dress. My husband took it out and was like, put this on. It was good luck. And I looked at him and I was like, I don't think it'll fit. (laughs) (laughs) But it did. Um, And they called me and they said our boards approved it. I then called my board. The board approved it. And then I sat down and I had to sign the papers. And I remember being like, oh, my God, I'm actually selling this company right now. So I was going through that at the same time where – 
I lost my vision the next day oh because I was just my body was being so stressed that my vision went like blurry oh, yeah. and I was supposed to go on TV to do 10 TV interviews with the CEO and I like never told him that I couldn't see anything so I was like I hope oh, you did that yeah it was super All of blurry them. I couldn't yeah. read so I was just oh, like I'm gonna go and then I came home, got a full night's sleep, and literally woke up, and I was in labor, and I was so stressed out. I didn't tell my husband because I was afraid I was going to, like, <laughs> send him through a loop. So I waited for three hours and then finally woke him up and was like, I'm really sorry to do this to you because we've already had a really full week, but I'm in labor. Oh, and and I was just, like, so chill about it that my mom was – I call my mom, who's a nurse, and she was like, why aren't you at the hospital? And I was like – I don't know. I think I was just the yeah. – I had gone to the zenith yeah. place where it was just like anything could happen, and I was just going to be like, cool. But having a baby, you need a, you need a doctor. Need a doctor so yeah. I was literally – my mom was like, get to the hospital. <laughs> so I went to the hospital, and then my daughter was in the NICU. So it was just like the week continued, yeah. and then she was fine, and everything was fine. But um, literally everyone was like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm good. We're good. And then I took a New York Times interview. So it was just literally like – the most stressful week of my life. So one thing I've never actually asked you about that I've always wondered, and especially hearing this story again, you did an acquisition and they knew you were about to have a baby. Yep. Did you take maternity leave? Did your husband get to take a leave? Like, how did you actually go through that? Because I know what it's like when you finish a fundraise and then there are expectations in bringing on the new investor. And thinking about that must have been 10 times more intense with an acquisition, but you actually just had a child. child. Yeah. Um, So the first thing I will just say was, um, yeah, there's no rule book for that. I didn't have a single human in my life that I could call that say, so what did you do when you sold your company and then like had a baby and then also still had to go through all of the finished parts of the acquisition um, because your deal's not done, right? You sign the documents, but you still have a lot of work to do to actually finalize the close, which was May 11th, so six weeks later. So I didn't have a rule book. I felt the most overwhelming responsibility to the team to make sure everybody knew what was going on. Um, so I like wrote my own rules, which was like I brought a newborn into the office and like kept you know her her name's Toby in a safe room while I would like answer questions. I had people meet me at my apartment where I was like, don't mind like you know all the baby stuff. Don't trip like as you walk in like to go through meetings. Um, and I, I, I literally lived in both worlds simultaneously for a few weeks. And then I actually did. I Once we got through a bit more and I felt like things were more stable, then I took some, some real weeks off because I was so tired. I mean, it was just like crushing. Yeah. And on the flip side, I'll say Northwestern Mutual is amazing. They literally were like, I came back, you know, I got on a phone call a week after I had a baby and they were like, why are you on this call? Uh-huh. And I was like, who else would be um and they were just like we're good we're gonna be fine like we bought your company for decades and so we're fine please take a minute and they couldn't have been more amazing this great guy Christian Mitchell literally was like please take some time and go do what you need to um but anyway so yeah no no rule book um maternity leave like for women like was designed by a man it was like here's 12 weeks off and like it's all contiguous when you're like you have like more time then but you're like really tired at like four months five months six months and I just think it would be so amazing if it could be like here's 12 weeks of time take it as you need Mm -hmm. because if you're you know if you have more senior roles in the company it's like really hard to go dark for three months or longer Um, and I just think everybody's different if you have a c-section if you have a normal pregnancy Mm -hmm. if, if just being able to say here's time and so I was just also really fortunate where 
I kind of took what I needed. If there was a day where I like was really cracking, I would just sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and on there days where I knew I needed to be somewhere, I would just do it. So again, I kind of wrote my own rules and I was really blessed that people just allowed me to do that. What is the worst management mistake you have ever made? I've made so many, and I think that's the thing, and it's okay. Um, and like, you just the real key is to learn from them. So, I have hired people that were wrong, and I knew it like a month in, and I didn't make the call fast enough because I was hoping it would get better. I was kind of hoping I like, you know, have had like the wrong reactions to things where. Um, things that weren't that big of a deal I got really stressed out about and like in retrospect I'm like that didn't even matter I didn't celebrate enough early on like I just now I'm like we celebrate everything and it's you need that like you need that like balance of fun I one thing I'm really grateful for is I had mentors that I would just fall I would be so honest with I'd be like I think I'm really sucking at this what do I need to do and they embraced me. And I think that that's one of the things I love to do with you guys is just to say it's okay. Well, actually, I was just remembering when we first met, because Danielle and I have always been kept things close to the vest. And when we first met, we were, you know, you were a new person in our life. And I remember you sat us down. And you're like, guys, I can't be helpful unless you tell me absolutely everything. And now when we meet, you're always, you, the first thing out of your mouth before you tell us to get to a 10 is to, uh, you say, tell me everything. Tell me absolutely everything. I need to know it all. And that was like a really new, it was a switch for us because we're not used to doing that. And like, it's, it was very liberating to do that. Right. I mean, careful what you wish for because I never <laughs> shut up with you. <laughs> but I do it with my best friends too. I do it with my husband. Like, I'm like, I'm worried about this and this and this and this. And, and I think when people can understand everything that's on your plate, because typically you're, you're not ever stressed if it's a simple problem. You're stressed when it's the complex, hairy ones that like have four different constituency groups and you're trying to make everybody happy. And um, I had a best friend yesterday Lucy who literally said to me stop trying to make everybody happy you she was like you still always want to make people happy she's like your job is to kick ass and I was like okay I was like you're right <laughs> and it, it stinks you want to make people happy you're trying to figure it out so it's just helpful if you understand all the different you dynamics. literally text I texted you yesterday I was upset about something and you said you literally wrote back you said stop trying to make everyone happy <laughs> you can't so thank you Lucy uh what what drives you at this point Like you've started a company, you've brought it through funding, acquisition, you've had two kids while doing all of that. Like what keeps you going at this stage? I just have fun doing this stuff. And I will say, so I love building. Um, So I just wrote a new book. It's coming out financially forward. Congratulations. Um, The future of your wallet. It's about all the ways that technology, first of all, I can't wait for the next five years of life, guys. Our wallets are getting so much better. Things like I want a good wallet. That's uh, great. Literally a full digital wallet that's going to change your life. And um, anyways, in the in the book, I basically cover um, everything that blockchain and I make Bitcoin simple so that people understand what it is and how it can change your life. But really, technology is going to start just helping us make such better financial decisions and it's going to be so empowering and it's all the apps you should download and exactly what you should do to save time and money because as you if you can't take away from this I'm like a normal mom human who struggles at everything and juggles everything and so I give you like my tips for smart shopping smart decisions um, and how I kind of run it all and we live in an amazing time that helps us do that but what keeps me motivated is I love learning I'm an entrepreneur to my core I believe that innovation is what creates jobs. I believe that innovation is what makes the world a better place for people. I think it's always been a small group of really big minds who have changed the world since the beginning of time. That's all that's ever been true. And so if I can go help one of those entrepreneurs get a leg up, 
go to sleep because they need to get sleep to be able to tackle the next day because they know what they're going through is not unique and and help innovate uh, a great product that's going to help change the world and country and globe. What a better way to spend your time than to do that. Well, uh, I have no doubt you will continue to create incredible impact. Alexa, thank you for everything. Thank um, you. And for being here today. And we're very excited for your new book. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. You rock. Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next week for another episode of Skim from the Couch. And if you can't wait until then, subscribe to our daily email newsletter that gives you all the important news and information you need to start your day. Sign up at theskim.com. That's the S-K-I-M-M.com. Two M's for a little something extra. Thanks, guys, for listening. But before we go, you're not done with us just yet. Uh, Since it is the holiday season, we want to tell you about a present we got you. Tis the season for gift giving, my favorite time of the year. So we built a new site to help you. It's called Celebrate Smarter because the holidays can be super stressful. We know you have a lot on your plate, literally and figuratively. So we're here to help with all of your holiday needs. We created guides on just about everything from how to set the table like an adult to what to give people as a gift to how to wrap a present the right way and everything in between. Go to theskim.com and click on Celebrate Smarter to gift, drink, and be merry all season long with us. Ho, ho, ho.